My biggest fear would be when the first comes and I don't get the rent. I found that my tenant had dumped concrete down my toilet. Can you believe Fair Housing fined me $5,000 for that? How do you onboard your tenants? What do you do? I don't even know if I do it right. If you're a landlord, don't just rent, rent perfect. The Rent Perfect Podcast with property expert and private investigator, David Pickron. Well, hello. We're here with Tim Abner with another episode of the Rent Perfect Podcast. Tim, how are you doing? Doing great. Tim is with National RIA, but so much more than that. Tim's also an investor. But uh, Tim is just one of those good friends of mine that we probably could sit here. We're going to have to be careful today because you and I could probably wonder with these <laughs> conversations, you know, that, uh, that are great conversations. We solve the world together. But uh, in from Kentucky here in Arizona today, it's 93 degrees outside. How are you doing? Wow. It's <laughs> awesome. So we're having a lot of fun out here. Went golfing today. But we just kind of want to sit down and talk a little bit about mentoring. I mean, I think about uh, we're both about 50 years old, and uh, we've got a generation behind us. Wait, who's, who's 50? Now, you're 50 and I'm 50, right? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. We are, I, I let that out, I guess, right? <laughs> That's right. Hey, I'm not afraid of it. There's some experience behind all those years. That's but, right. Uh, you know, we've got kind of a younger generation coming in behind me, and I just kind of want to get your thoughts on, first of all, how you think you know they're doing in the investing world. Do we have enough kids coming up into the investing world. How is that going? And how can we help them do that? And then how can we help get them to like RIAs and support and all that good stuff? So first of all, how many kids do you have? I have two kids. Two kids. And are they in interested in the whole investing world? So my youngest daughter, yes, she wants she wants to buy everything that she can find. Okay. My oldest daughter, and you know, they're 27 and 30, by the okay. way. Okay. But my oldest daughter has, they have now switched houses three times. Their okay. new house is going to be paid for right. with equity from old houses. So investments yeah. in a way, right, for themselves yeah. and their own growth, right? They're gonna, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna do this. Um, they're gonna do some tiny houses. Is their plan perfect? So they're building this little farm, and they've got these uh, little small, four to six hundred square foot houses that they want to create this um, little experience with. I think it's going to be fun for them. It's going to be a great See, time. See, I love that because I kind of sit in my investing world. I think you sit in your investing world. And, you know, sometimes that those worlds kind of end or there's something, an opportunity we see, and we need to jump into those different opportunities, right? So we need to be pliable. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So so early in my career, I was buying homes for long-term rentals. So I was planning on holding them and retiring with them. That just was kind of the way I was going. And houses got so expensive here in the Phoenix area, I just didn't have the capital coming in to put 25% down on 300000 400000 500000 And so I had some friends tell me about VRBO and, and Airbnb and how that's working. And I started getting to know that game. And now that's all I'm doing for the time being. But who knows, right? Who knows? Maybe the tiny house thing or, or, or maybe you and I talked about mobile homes and restoring mobile I've homes. I've done a lot of mobile homes. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many opportunities that how do we get this younger generation to get that eye to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go get creative. I'm going to go stretch myself. And I'm going to go do, you know, because it's going to be different than you and I. I think so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because tiny homes, when I was in my 20s, 30s, I didn't even know what tiny homes were. Yeah. They were mobile homes in yeah. a way. 
Right. Right. And now they're even tinier than that. Oh yeah. There's some of them are super small, but yeah, I've done everything from that tiny home thing to mm -hmm. the to the mobile homes. I love the the 55 year old and older communities in Florida. I think those are those are great. I so tell me about Florida. that. Tell me about that investment. I say Florida because you know you guys have those out yeah. here. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why I'm, I want to learn about this. So it's very easy. What what I did was I got involved in it with my mother in law. She wanted to live in Florida because she wanted to be warmer. Okay. Um, so we bought one. We kind of fixed it up for her. She and then she we sold it. She got a better one. And uh, the funniest thing though is like when you're rehabbing one, the the neighbors. Oh, they around, all know. They all know, Dave. They know what's they going know. on in those places. <laughs> and and they just, like, walk right in the front door, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? And we're like, we're fixing this home up right. for the next person. Right. And uh, they're like, what all do you do? And I said, well, you know, I'm glad you asked. We start with the water. We make sure it's good. Electric. Heating and air going all the way through it. And then we go to the floors, all the way to the ceilings, because most of those people – they're not handymen, right? They can't right. work on stuff. Right. And then they're like, well, I would love to have one like this. and But I would need to sell mine. I'm like, you don't need to sell yours. I'll just, when I get done with this one, we'll move you into this one, and I'll take yours. We'll just trade. Love it. And then all the talk goes around the park of, Tim's in here doing them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he can get your trailer. It's like musical chairs. Like Tim and his guys. Every, moving, moving Tim and his guys. They're making, you know, they even put your closet hangers at the height that you want. Right. Because, right, I mean, yeah, an 80-year-old lady can't take her closet hanger. You know, if she's five foot tall, she can't be doing all that. So you just, right. just do the right thing, Dave. Right. Take it down, fix it for her to where she can be more comfortable. You know, I... I love you willing to share one of the things that you do because, you know, a lot of investors, I think, in this world are like, I, I'm not going to tell anybody what I want to do because, you know, it's they're going to, yeah, they're going to, they're going to take future deals from me. Right. Right. So why are you so willing just to share this on a podcast? And Well, you know, there's so much investing to be done and there's so many good people. We can, we can't go through all these deals. Right. Yeah. If I've got a deal and it's just, you know, maybe it's just not the right time for me. Right. I'll call you up and say, hey, Dave, do, I don't I don't have the time for this one right. or I don't have the funds for this one. Would you be interested in doing it? I'll even help you or, you know, vice versa. Absolutely. You know, it's it's just about doing the right thing and and helping each other. I mean, this world is hard enough. Without us trying to, you know, bump heads and, oh, I can't tell my secrets. And if, you know, there's a courthouse thing down there. But yeah. <laughs> we can't tell people about it because. They'll come bid against us. <laughs> I'm the only one that needs to know about it. I mean, come on. No, I agree. I think timing is so important. I look at many, many deals that, and a lot of them I'd love to do, but there's only so much money, you know. Um, I'm not a big, you know big time investor with millions and billions of dollars behind me, me. I'm not a big hedge fund. Um, you know, I find my little projects here and there, which I love and, and I do them. But, um, you know, for example, right now I found, uh, a little spot where it'd be perfect for a VRBO. 
perfect. They're going to build like three or four of these little duplexes in the kind of a right area of town. And I've called up all my investment friends and said, guys, I could buy more than I'm buying, but hey, guys, come over here. If you're looking for something, this is pretty cool. And I'm hoping, and I know that my friends then, when the timing is right for me, are going to say, hey, Dave, we just bought a property. Or we all just help each other, don't we? Why can't the world be like that? Just help each other. And, uh, you know, and I think that's a good segue into just helping this uh, newer generation. And, you know, I, I'm now an empty nester. And I'm worried about this generation coming up. You know, I see these big hedge funds buying everything. The other day, someone came in about 500 single family homes out of the Phoenix market. 500 homes that little individual investors used to own at one point, you know. And in the Phoenix area, we're looking at what is that going to look like in 5, 10, 15 years when my kids or my grandkids are looking to own a few homes? Are they going to be competing with the gazillions of dollars coming out of these hedge funds and insurance pensions? And, you know, that, that's tough. It's tough. That's tough. Because so. when we find a good investment, those guys with all the money, they're going to go crazy with it because they got more money than they know what to do with. Yeah. So they're just going to push this easy button, right? Yeah, absolutely. I want to push that easy button and get these 500 homes. Yes. Do they really care about, you know, the people that they're going to rent those homes to? Well, I can't Who speak knows? for I all know. of them, but yeah. I know a lot of them look at the stock price or the portfolio, you know, value. And I don't know at that point that you even know the people that live in the homes at that point with the powers to be that are right in the chest. Sure, sure. You but know. I like to... I like to kind of know my people because I we, we spoke about this a while ago. You know, I'm really going into business with them, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're partners. Yeah, we are partners. If yeah. if, if I have a, a home and you're moving into it, I need to know you a little bit. Yeah. Because you are my partner. And the better you take care of that home, the better partner you are. Yeah. So then that makes me want to be a better partner, right? Absolutely. To you, to help you. Well, and I think we manage different then too, right? And and we're not looking for, we're not reading an article about how rents are up 50 bucks and all of a sudden now here comes a notice, your rent's up 50. We're, you know, we, we're kind of understanding where these families are, where they live, their kids go to school. Are they widowed? You have a couple of renters that are widowed we mm -hmm. talked about and had a dangerous situation with a tree on over the, you know. Yeah, we have ice in Kentucky. Yeah, and, and so <laughs> she was calling little Timmy to come help her out, right? She was calling, um, she, she was calling her friend, yeah. her partner. Yeah. And she was saying, look, um, I don't call you about a lot of stuff, but I need you right now. You know, I'm right. a widow. Um, me and my daughter sleep in this room. And right now, we've had an ice storm, and there's a, there's a tree kind of dangling over it. Right. So what, you know, will you help me? Absolutely. So you're not the big man, mean landlord, the big no, bad mean landlord? No, actually, Dave, what I did was um, I called my pastor, uh -huh. and he says, where are you going? I said, I'm going to pull a tree limb away from a house, I think. And he's like, I'll ride with you. And so he and I went. We hooked the winch to the tree, pulled it off of her house, Enough for her to feel comfortable to make sure that she needed a good night's sleep. Yes. Everybody's tore up. You know, she's got four kids. She's a widow. Um, big bad ice storm come through town. So she just had a concern. She needed a friend. 
She needed someone just to talk to. Absolutely. And you wanted to protect your investment. And really, she is your investment. Is she not? You're, you're thinking about the house and ice, and but is she that not your secondary. investment? Yeah, that, was, that secondary. was secondary. She's your investment. That's right. Awesome. Well, we teach not to become friends with your tenants in the way where you're going to dinner and, you know. Yeah. But but don't don't read into that because we certainly still need to take care of those people that are really take care of, taking care of us. And that's what creates the partnership. Right. I think if you would talk to most of my tenants, I can't say all of them, I think they would say, I'm a pretty good landlord. Some of them that have kind of gotten tough with me, I've had to get tough back with them, and they might not feel the love there. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, you should certainly take care of those people in your property because they take care of you. I totally agree. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to be going out to dinner, nor does any of my tenants expect for me to go out to dinner with them. But at the same time, they kind of know me. They know my situation. I want to know a little bit about their situation. You, you know, we do background checks on, mm -hmm. on everybody. Um, last year for Christmas, you know, I drive a Jeep. My wife drives a Mini Cooper. This same little lady that we were talking about just a few minutes ago, she mailed in the mail these little matchbox cars, and one was a Jeep and one was a Mini, Mini Cooper. And she just said, thank you and Merry Christmas. That meant the world to me. That's sweet. You know, you could you could have sent me a thousand bucks. And I mean that's that's important to me too. But but that little gesture meant the world to me. And it wasn't because I'm her best friend. It's just because she knows that this lady knows that I'm there if she really needs me. Well, and then how long do you think she's gonna stay there? I think she'll stay as 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 long as she can. As long as her situation allows her to stay, she'll stay. And, and your home will only appreciate. That's right. And you'll collect your cash flow every month. What a win-win. It is a win-win. And the reason I say that is because, you know, now in this day of these institutional buyers that I'm talking about, the landlords are getting kind of this bad rap. And it seems like everyone wants to put every landlord in the same box. And we're just not all in the same box. Absolutely. We're just not, not there. It's not not every one of us are, are driven by the dollar bill and ha get every last piece of rent and um, you know, let's let's charge five different things so we can get more money out of people. Let's say rent's nine hundred, but time I really get done charging them for the every little thing that they do. You know, I see some videos out there sometimes of, of other podcasters talking about how you can just totally maximize your property your profit on every property and I'm just like yeah, that's slow down, yeah, Rambo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's really not, you know, managing my way. For them, it might work. For if you, if that's the way you manage, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying, for me, I'm looking for that that tenant who'll be there five, ten, fifteen years. Because the reality is, they're going to pay off half of my mortgage. Yeah, well, you know? I, I'm going to say that in the last seven years, this lady's probably paid for this house. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you know. Here's a great thing. Let me tell you about this. We have a deal that she pays for the first. If if something's something's up, the house needs something. You know that way we're not we're not having to do it everything right. 
So if it's less than two hundred bucks, she takes care of it. If it's more than two hundred, I take care of it. And a lot of people are like, "You mean you have a tenant that will take care of stuff like that?" And that way that we're just not talking to each other all the time. She's not calling me saying, "Hey, I've got a, I need a mousetrap." Right? right. But like a faucet, she had a faucet that was a little leaky, so she replaced that faucet. And she said, uh, she called me up and she said, "Mr. Abner, I just wanted you to know that." I put a new faucet in the kitchen, and it was like $150. And I'm like, great, thank you. But, by the way, why don't you do this? You know, it's it's almost Christmas. It's almost Easter. It's almost right, whenever. Right. Let, let me just give an excuse, right? right? Why don't you just take that 150 bucks and buy those kids something? Take it off your rent. Right. Why not do what's right? Well, I love that because I've had situations where I get the phone call and they say, hey, the faucet's leaking and I'm paying the water bill and I need this thing fixed, right? When are you going to get here and and can I get an upgraded faucet? And why? And I mean, that that replacing a faucet can go a whole nother way. What a nice way to say, hey, I've replaced the faucet. You know, here it is. I'm letting you know it. You know, hopefully it matches, you know, the kitchen and and, and I'm sure she's done a good job, but. Yeah, there's a th- that that makes being a landlord enjoyable. It's just real, right? right. Yeah, it is enjoyable and it's real. Right. And it it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be this, right? Right. You don't have to do that. So let me rein this kind of in cuz we're kind of like <coughs> talking about a few things here, but I love these conversations because you and I could talk for a long time. Um I really think kind of this, we're at the end of COVID. I don't know what's going to come next. I don't know if there's another sickness that's around the corner. I'm not sure. But if you've had those tenants that we're talking about today, it's just time to say thank you. It's time to either not raise your rent this year, give them a discount. I know I just put in new flooring in one of my homes, which improves the value of my home. But my tenant's like, I get new flooring. Win win. I got new countertops going into another one. I'm gonna put new countertops probably in that when they move out, anyways. Why don't I go by the, you know, the ones you can't do any kind of destruction on, and you know, the really good battle cat kind of countertops that are gonna last. And why don't I let them enjoy it? Yeah. And why don't I make sure? And I called each and every one of my renters that paid me on time, and I said, I just want you to know how grateful I am and thankful I am that you would. keep me in mind in the last year. I've talked to a lot of people. I've got a lot of clients that are hurting and I just want to thank you. So for that, I'm, I gave one of them, I listened to this phone call. I don't want to give it too, too much here, but I called one of them the other day and I said, I think I, I want to put new countertops in there for He's, Oh, my wife would just love that. He's like, but I can't do it right now. I'm like, why can't you do it? And he said, you know, I just got out of the hospital. I'm like, Oh, Tell, I mean, I didn't want to hear about his medical problems, sure. you know, but we had a nice conversation about how he's struggling with his health pretty bad. And, and he has been for the last year. I never knew it. I never knew it. And so, uh, so now he's going to go into his room when the, uh, the guy's going to put it in the countertop so he doesn't get all the dust and, you know, all the stuff here. But uh, now is the time not to be friends with them. I'm not telling you to be friends with them, but now is the time just to say thank you. So there's, yeah, that's right. Good deal. I mean, there's a difference there. You know, you and I can be best friends. But just just 
just do the right thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not that hard. Yeah. And so, once again, if you had that tenant and they survived this pandemic, they're going to survive anything. So take care of them because they're going to be with you for the next five, ten years. So I got one more thing. You yes. Know, a lot of these people say, you know, yeah, you guys can be good renters. You can be you can be good landlords, rather. But I make the margins. I'm the man. I'm the man, right? This lady that we're talking about, I live in Kentucky, so it's a little different. But this house, I'm probably all in at $35,000, maybe. That's about what it is. It's 22,000 square foot home that we just did. 22,000. Those are big 2, homes in Kentucky. 2,200 square <laughs> foot home that we did a little work to. You know, we made, we made it right. Right. But so for the guys that and girls that saying, yeah, but we make the margins and you can't be nice to people. That home rents for $750 a month. Right. That rents there every month. Right. No worries. Easy do, management. Easy management. You can get on with your life. Do the right thing. Go on with it. And you know, that's talking about one home, but, you know, we've we've had the same thing in these, these mobile homes in Florida. Yeah. You know, we buy them, fix them up. You're in the 20s or $30,000, and, you know, you can make a lot of money. But you don't have to be a bad person to do the right thing. You know, you can do the right thing and still make money. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. The money will come secondarily if you're doing the right thing up front. Just do so, right. And I know that, that our clients at, at Rent Perfect are doing the right thing. I know that we're going to get rid of this stigma. Or we're going to live above this stigma that we're, you know, just in it for the dollar bill. And, Tim, I appreciate you with your kindness. and You know, she loves her little Rent Perfect tag, too. You know, the background check, uh-huh. the, the little lady. Oh, yeah, yeah. The little old lady. That she, she wears it. Like, she goes out somewhere, she wears <laughs> it. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that's all about what it's about. I don't think that you have to let everybody see it. But, but she's proud of it, right? Yeah. Because it says her history, right? She did it, what was right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Tim. Thanks for having you today here on the Rent Perfect Podcast. We love you guys. We we really, really are doing everything we can to keep you informed. And this is going to be a a good half of the year. 2021, I really feel like I wasn't quite sure. You know, we always voted, hope for a good 2021 when it kind of turned and but I really think we're going to have more opportunity later this year and into next year than we've ever seen before. So keep your eyes open. Look for creative ideas. Talk to your friends. Look for ideas. Share your ideas with your friends because there is so much out there to do. And until next time, continue to rent perfect.